This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Hello. Welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And today we are back, just the three of us, and we are talking about something which is very close to all of our hearts. Uh, the use of the word no. No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time, Naya. <laughs> yes, I will. This is an idea that, uh, that Joe had. We were looking at, we were thinking about... Uh, podcast ideas topic ideas and uh, something which as you get more and more busy in whatever you're doing in property and business um there's a lot of power in the word no because i think a lot of people just say yes to everything and i think there's a there is a time when yes is the right thing to say and actually taking opportunities see so richard branson says um say yes and work a house do it later um i think that has a place but also when you're on uh, on track when you're on focus when you're on mission you know then if something doesn't align with that that's when no works really well for me um when do you say no joe i think i had to say no recently uh with a purchase um property purchase and it was a quite a quite a hard no because Oh, I had a lot of difficulty on the conveyancing side. So this is, I, I was using a firm of solicitors that I have used for years and they've always been really trusty and I've always, they've been reliable. And then just with this particular transaction, I just felt like they really dragged their heels. And actually I nearly lost out on the property because of their like ineptitude. They were so lazy. So things like saying they'd sort of raise the inquiries when they hadn't. And all the other side were saying that, you know, they hadn't raised the inquiries, the searches were done. And she was saying, my solicitor was coming back and forth saying that she had, she had, she had. And actually it just wasn't true. And my broker had verified it and there was um, a miscommunication around their panel representation for the lender I was using. And there was a lot of lies and it was absolute freaking nightmare. So I ended up having to make a really difficult decision because what they were trying to do was when they realized that they were possibly going to lose my business they tried to escalate this issue they were having about being on my lenders panel internally so I was just going to have to sit and wait for them to resolve their eligibility internally and risk losing the deal and they would already you know got me weeks and weeks behind in this transaction so actually it was like, well, do I just stick with them out of loyalty or do I just say no, like this is not acceptable to me? And I went for the latter and I just wrote a really succinct email just saying, look, clearly this is a personal issue, that a professional issue that you need to resolve internally. I can't afford to wait around. I'll pay for your services up to date, transfer everything you've got over to my new firm and I'll be in touch with the contact details and no, we will no longer be doing business together. So um, yeah, it wasn't a hard no, it was an easy no to make, but it was a frustrating no because it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely the most recent 
professional no I've had to give but there's loads of no's we can talk about there's no's yeah. off into all sorts of areas private finance is definitely something we can get into I think for me I think that's, I find it quite difficult sometimes saying no and especially being self-employed being in this world uh, this industry rather you know we want to uh, you want to keep your your relationships as tight-knit as possible so when you've got a good relationship with someone whether it be a client a tenant a uh, professional then it's very difficult to say no to those people because you don't know when you're going to need them again yeah yeah that's that's true. yeah i think it's a, a just in case mentality Mm. you think you know or one day it would be quite useful to kind of maintain that bridge you know don't want to burn it but sometimes if you get a really shoddy service you know you you've got to you've got to put your boundaries in place because also I think if you continuously say yes or tolerate poor service it just gives them license to take the piss yeah Um, if you're not feeding back how do they know they might think okay Exactly. And they do it with many other clients or many other people uh but but yeah, as you say sometimes better the devil you know than um, best the devil you know yeah because if you move how do you know if it's going to be any better or any worse you know and, and we've got that with um you know a few things that we're exploring at the moment um you know around staff team professionals uh, and we're thinking about maybe moving one of the main professionals to a new firm um and it's something which again you go is it is it more hard work to move than to stay but you know as they say was it um is it insanity is doing the same thing over again expecting a different outcome yeah yeah i think i think that's a good point actually And, and to be honest though i think there is also um somewhat of a, a nostalgia if you like of sticking to the people that you've been with since the yeah. since the beginning because yeah. they've they've helped us grow they've been part of that whole uh, uh experience with us but then i guess you get to a certain point where you've perhaps outgrown the people that you're working with yeah. and at some point you do have to make those decisions and it's um yeah it's it's saying no to the to on one side but it's actually saying yes to change on the other as well Mm. yeah love that love that yeah that's very true you say every opposite has an equal mm. reaction so whoever that saying is so mm. by saying no sometimes you're saying yes to yourself or yes to the thing that you the other thing you're supposed to be doing or yes to um yeah something out yeah definitely like that yeah and it's 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 true as well because that decision to say no to my sister who's been with me since day dot and switch over to this new firm you actually realize what good service looks like I couldn't believe it so for example every single time I would ring my former solicitor I would get some minion at the end of the phone as the gatekeeper I never speak to them directly and it was so frustrating because things were getting really really critical at one point where the vendor was on the cusp of pulling out if you remember Mm. and then with this new firm, I would actually phone them up and get through to my conveyancer. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, this is normal. Oh, this is this is this is how it should be. And it was it was quite striking, actually. So saying yes improved my experience um, and it taught me a lesson about good service. 
I'm just thinking about the, the professionals that we've got with good relationships. Our broker, I can send him voice notes on WhatsApp and he just gets stuff done. Yeah. Our solicitor, I can do the same. Um, our accountant, not quite there, but probably would be okay. No midnight booty calls to your solicitor, like oh, to your accountant rather, just keeping it um, keeping it real for now. <laughs> Uh, not, not that, I, not that I need to. You, know, you don't speak to accountant as much. You speak to your solicitor when you're buying stuff, and and your uh, your broker. Um, I'm speaking to our, our broker like twice a week at the moment. Mm. Um, so I think yeah, good professionals. It takes us a while because you know I've had good relationships with most of our uh, most of our um, professionals, and I think sometimes it comes down to again we talked about this in another previous episode. Um, when it comes to like teams, staff, and people are being nice and, but ineffective. Oh my god! Mm. You've literally taken the words right out of my mouth. I was thinking that exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and uh, sometimes you feel guilty sacking someone that you like. Well, yeah, no, that's true. But I guess there could be the same issue on the other side because they might be thinking, "This is getting too much for us now. There's too much happening here with this business or this growth plan." That, and they may also be afraid to say no to the extra work. Um, but my appreciate when we actually take it away from them. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think a very good point because yeah, when you're saying no to somebody, you're then giving them another opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, it's so strange. It's that this topic has come up because I was having a phone conversation with a friend completely, um, it, nothing to do with property, but actually the, the principle is the same. She was saying that um, she'd been invited to a party she didn't want to go to. And she didn't want to say no because she was worried that she was going to upset them. And I was like, you know what? Some of the people I respect the most in my life are the ones who have actually turned around to me and said no. Which because is why I'm not coming to your birthday party. It, actually, that's just rude. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're a whole different world of no that we will discuss. I can't say no to, I just can't say no to my wife. That's a problem. You know, fair enough. Like, yeah, she, she's got a win on this one. And you're actually geographically not present. You're in Devon, so I'll let you off. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that... You can come, you can come with us if you want. Yeah, I, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm just, I'm putting that out there. My birthday will be in central London, drinking. Uh, it won't be in the countryside on a tractor. Just, just putting it out there. Just, just so you're just you're quite happy to say no to each other. Yes, and we're, we're, we're both accepting that. of that. Both accepting of that. That's it. We've been, we've been saying yes and no for years now. <laughs> it's how we roll. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I think that, that if you think about people who have set boundaries with you, where they've said no, that that's not cool. It's it's cool. It's either allowed you to question your own behaviour or your own um, request, um, or it's actually done you a favour because you've got the opportunity to go and you know. To take your you know conversation your business whatever elsewhere and it's like builders builders who say no to work because they're so busy it's because they say no to work they don't overcommit themselves that commands respect and it, it's like it, it, there's an, an almost like um you know a, a scarcity to it which i think really says gives gives the impression of self-worth people know the value of their time you know, it's like, so I, I actually think the power of no in terms of professional and personal respect is incredibly powerful. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think on a, on a personal side, I find it very difficult to say no um, when there's a social event on or something happening. And I, if there's a party, I, I cannot say no to a party. I'm the first one there and the last one to leave. Yeah, you are. You're a bloody nightmare. You're so much fun, though. I love it. 
I'm a bit like that though I must admit I've got I've got a similar affliction yeah yeah I would have serious FOMO if I didn't go Matt however quite happy to just sleep leave just whatever no stress like you're quite cool with that aren't you um yeah I do get a FOMO um from times like well you know I get FOMO I did a whole episode on it um but does it I think not being invited uh, if, I, if people didn't invite me because they think I'm going to say no, I'd be a bit obsessed about that. Yeah. So um, you, I think you just need to invite me to stuff and I'll turn up eventually. <laughs> I'll turn up eventually. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's when people uh, d- deliberately don't go and they're constantly making excuses that are just excuses where they actually don't want to go, but they, they don't have the the balls to say no yeah Yeah. or that I don't want to yeah I think yeah I think there's 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 I think you get into white lie territory but you also get into like outright lie territory and I think again that's when you know when you're having conversations with people so you know you've got to just be as direct as feasible within that situation so yeah, I, I, so I, I'm casting my mind back now to situations where I've had difficult conversations in property. And um, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. There was one potential angel that a- approached me um, and they were going to you know, invest a certain amount of money. And they were very set on their expected uh, fee, uh, their interest rate. And I remember they were very clear that it was this it was their way or the highway and despite forging you know strong connection and 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 kind of nurturing that relationship over time I could see how difficult they were going to be to work with Mm. and in the end even though I really and I mean really needed the money because it was going towards a refurbishment that was on the cusp of starting oh no it was already midway through and this was almost like the second tranche of money um I I turned them down I turned them down I said no so you said which is no. very hard I said it's no. very nice to say it is very hard to say no to an investor especially when you're in need of the money but it comes back to that scarcity versus abundance mindset I think the word is. yeah <laughs> abundant mindset um and the um yeah talking about investors um there are times when we had wished we'd said no Mm. there's probably three no two two investors that stick out in my mind as as being people that we probably should have said no to yeah i've got at least two in my head yeah and is that was that because the um the communication channels weren't I mean or not necessary channels but there was just a, a, a miscommunication or there was just a, there were just from the jump it was we weren't aligned or like did you I know think, you should have said no before you said yes no not initially well uh, for me one of the one that I'm thinking of no not initially uh, but I, th- I think it was for me, and I don't know what your thought is, Matt, but for me, it was their attitude right. that because they were investing with us, um, 
they had the impression that they were God's gift, that we wouldn't survive without them, that they had to, we had to bend over backwards basically to do anything that they wanted. Right. They owned us, yeah. Um, and it wasn't exactly a massive sum of money either. Um, and to me, it doesn't really matter the sum of the money. If, if the person is a dickhead, they're going to be a dickhead. That's it, yeah. Yeah, our, our most relaxed investors are generally the ones that invest the most. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's, I think there's just a level of, um, I don't know, it's almost like that there's a, a level of comfort that they have with money, I think, because hence the fact they've got a substantial amount, generally speaking. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's like a certain sense of self-reliance that they can uh, get more, raise more, make more. Um, and and they yeah, tend to understand yeah. how yeah exactly like they, they just get the principles of money and it's like they're far more relaxed with money whereas the, the smaller again I've had to say no to um, smaller angels when they've offered me a pittance mm. uh, now it's not a pittance to them it, it isn't it's a significant amount of money I had one angel offer me three thousand pounds and at the time uh, this was uh, several years ago now the minimum amount I was accepting was five. And, you know, I would have multiple angels in one project of varying amounts, some 50, 20, 30, 35, 40, you know, five here, 10 there, 15 there. And it was all kind of hodgepodge. But this one investor was all like, I've got three grand and, you know, I did, did, did. and it was just a lot of paperwork when I already had multiple angels on the go at this time. It was a lot of paperwork and updates and like all the rest of it for really such a small amount of money. Um, and I thought, on this occasion, I'm going to say no. And I just, it felt, this was right in the early days and it felt like a big thing to say no to any form of money because you, you know, you're really grateful that people offering it to you, but it, it was, it was the right thing to do. Um, it, you know, I couldn't justify it. Um, it was too yeah. big a project to, to. Because uh, that's like with or without you kind of, you know, mindset or energy that you have, and the, the best way to not care about whether you take an investment or take an opportunity is to make sure you've got plenty of opportunities lined up. So if you just go, I'm going to have that person is going to solve my problems. Um, and, you know, whenever you, you get introduced to a new investor, you find someone, you, go, you don't know whether they're going to have five grand or 500 grand, you know, so you need to kind of have that attitude from day one that, you know, I can do this with or without you. And your attitude shouldn't change when you find out that they've got 50 grand or five grand rather than 500 grand, you know? So, but then you go, okay, is this useful or not? Um, um, so yeah, and again, just going back to ha having multiple opportunities available to you or just knowing that if this one is a no because of your decision, the next one, you know, the next opportunity is the one to, you know, to, to, to work towards and just keep putting yourself out there being active. Yeah. No, definitely. I think also there is an element in all of this. When you say no, there is an inherent fear that you're going to be disliked and that you're going to upset somebody. And especially in business where we always like to keep those, those doors open. Um, yeah. But I think what we have to remind ourselves is, as I said before, often when you say no, you actually command professional respect. And it's not, uh, sometimes it's a no now, but not necessarily forever. Um, but it just sets the tone. And um, in fact, I'm reading a book at the moment. It, it's a really good book. I really encourage everyone to read it. It's called The Courage to be Disliked. 
Oh, I saw you posting that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really, it's a really interesting book. It's a, it's a conversation between uh, an elder, a philosophist, and a young man, and the whole thing's a conversation, and it's explaining um, Adlerian theory. Alfred Adler was a, a he was, it, you had, you had Freud, Jung, and Adler. They all had very different theories on, you know, happiness and life and blah blah blah. Um, and he talks about the courage to be disliked, and a lot of that comes from a holistic view and this is something I think all investors should do and it goes back to the point you just made Matt about not making any assumptions one way or the other about how much money somebody has for example so he says Adler says you should position yourself as uh, equal to everybody else meaning when you look at somebody and you see they've either got success or they've got a lot of money sometimes you position yourself as inferior to them whereas if you see somebody who has, who's got like less money or they're not as successful you position yourself as superior to them but by applying a holistic approach and just being very clear on your own standards and what you stand for as a human being you see yourself as same but different you know and that means there's no superiority there's no inferiority which gives you the confidence to be like disliked or somewhere in between and I thought you can apply that in life and business but particularly property where we come into contact with so many people you know it's just yeah, we, we have been in business is stressful enough at the best of times without adding unnecessary stress for the hell of it. Not well, not for the hell of it, but you know what I mean. Mm. It's uh, you don't want to be. You want to surround yourself with people that you want to be around. You don't want to be surrounded by people that are dragging you down or causing unnecessarily stress for for no reason, really. Yeah, totally. And then having the courage to tell them no, that's not. Yeah, and it's probably doing them a favor as well, actually. But- I think half the time, like Matt said, half the time people don't know it. Yeah. You know, so when you when you tell them and they they suddenly kind of go, oh, and they take pause and maybe make adjustments, you know. Um, or if you are boundary with an investor, for example, you say, actually, that's not going to work. That's just, you know, thank you, but it's not going to work. And they actually think, oh, okay, I'm in safe hands because this person is setting clear parameters. Therefore, I am more likely to go with what they are suggesting um there's something about a trust element that comes forward when people are boundaried as well agreed yeah it's, it's a big thing saying no and it's not easy it's something we all find really hard isn't it yeah it's about that intrinsic thing of wanting to be liked yeah yes definitely yeah yeah to be liked wanting to fit in yeah why do you want to fit in when you were born to stand out? Oh, I love that. That's the uh, cookie dough talking again. Oh, yeah, you stuffed your face with pizza and cookie pizza dough. Pizza dough and cookie dough. It's just yeah, one big dough ball. One. <laughs> I am one big dough ball right now. <laughs> no, I was having a very healthy uh, red lentil curry. It sounded delicious. It was very nice. I should have said no to. Uh, <laughs> I should have said no to dough. Say no to dough. I love that. That should be the I, title of the episode. Although the pizza dough, not the money dough. That, that's oh, yeah. So money dough is good. Yeah. 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 But we've just been saying we're saying no to dough. We are with the wrong the wrong attitude with the dough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's 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 just a. I think saying no actually on the subject of food even you know like that ability to we talk about I think was it on a recent episode we talked about self-discipline being a form of self-love 
um, when you are self-disciplined in, you know, your choices and you stick to them, you are actually respecting yourself. And I think that's true in business as well. So if you're if you're upholding your own value and you're saying no to certain things, it's a form of self-love and self-respect. Um, and yeah, it's you're only going to let yourself down if you if you pursue somebody else's agenda um because you're too frightened to say no Mm. yeah god we're so we're so deep guys very philosophical today (laughs) Uh, what what, what else are the good examples of of saying no um mortgage products and i think um lenders tenants and oh god there's so many yeah oh yeah yeah saying no not just taking the first tenant that turns up not just taking the first and uh, we've, we're all guilty of this at least you know especially when you've got a, a project that has just been finished and it's completely empty and you just want to get it filled and get it cash flowing as quick as possible yeah. there is a there is a, the, the the danger of just accepting the first people that come along yeah uh, whether they be good bad or indifferent because they've past referencing and they can pay the rent every month yeah. um yeah we, we've fallen foul of that before yeah it's that desperation isn't it that thirstiness to kind of yeah just get it in get it in get get, get them there get them paying i need the money like yeah yeah because that that very first person that you put into the house is going to set the tone for the rest of the people that are moving in very so true. if you get if you get that wrong on the first day then it's going to take a hell of a long time to backtrack and get it right again yeah yeah no definitely um yeah same on the buy to let side as well isn't it you know you sort of you sort of think oh right the first person that just kind of puts that offer in and says like i'd I'd like to rent it and you know on paper they seem okay but you've just got a question mark there's something you know but you think oh i just need it filled and then they you know they're not respectful of the property or they you know take the piss a little bit and yeah it's your instincts isn't it you should trust your instincts and not be so hungry for the cash um yeah it's ultimately cost you more so um but yeah um oh my god I had an interesting question that I had to say yes or no to this was presented to me this week my letting agent rang me and said um one of your tenants that's moving into uh, a property in in September and one of your students they want to bring a caged animal and I was like what the hell does that mean? Like, what? Anything from a hamster to an eagle? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, from hamster to eagle. But it's they, true. They know because you can put a you can put a dog in a cage like this dog cage. And I was thinking, so I said, well, well no, no, no one puts puppy in the corner. In the cage. What do you? Do? So I said, well, I need to know what the animal is before I. I said, it, theoretically, it's a yes because I've just preached and preached about how landlords are, you know, terrible with like pets, but this is an HMO. So I was like, oh, um, okay. I was like, well, can you, can, can you ask them what, what the animal is? And then my letting agent got back to me and said, they don't know yet. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so they've bought a cage that just don't have an animal to put into it yet. <laughs> They're like, preempting they- an animal. <laughs> They're, they're yeah, expecting have, an animal. Do, do we have dimensions of this cage? Oh, I've got nothing other than it's a pending animal and a pending cage, I think. I think what they, you know what it's like? They like the idea of like a lizard or a snake or a spider or it's, it's, it's something like that, I'm, I'm guessing. Like it's something. I hope, hopefully a spider is in more than just a cage. 
oh yeah it might get yeah that would be get through the get through the gaps yeah i, yeah. I don't want yeah. i don't want that to be a situation but it is probably going to be like a hamster or something like and yeah realistically i can't i'm not going to say no to hamsters that. are really annoying because they like run in their, yeah, wood, in their wheel all night <laughs> and they stink That's having them as a child <laughs> yeah they're, they're cute for a, uh, for a minute and then they're really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say though if it was um if you had the same proposition, it's like some form of, of like boxed animal, that's cage box, whatever. Did it come flat packed? <laughs> Build a cage. What would you say? I I've said yes provisionally once I know what it is. Um, yeah, I think I think I would I would say the same, but it's it yeah, it really depends on what it is. I don't I wouldn't want necessarily to have a, a tarantula in a house full of why? Because you're people. not you ain't gotta live there. Yeah, but if you've got out. How yeah, are you quite, I don't know. I don't think do, do trenches get out. Like I don't know. Is that a thing? I say, I say, how, how desperate are you for a tenant? To be fair, they've signed the AST, so it, it's, it's it's you know it's just like they sign they sign ahead of time. So I I actually think they're asking, which is nice, you know. So it they're really it anyway. It's it's a case of they're, they're going to be renting anyway. So what if? But I'd rather. I've got no problem if it's a tarantula, a lizard, you know. A gerbil. I don't care. But it's if it's in, if it's in a student HMO, though, how capable are they going to be of actually looking after the poor creature? But again, that's their problem, not mine. Is that because I'm thinking it from an aesthetic? Like, is it going to damage the property? Is it going to cause major issues? And I'm I can't think of any situation where a, a small creature in a in a small lamp, you know, glass cage or whatever we're going to, it will be a problem. Like I don't. Right. I mean, am I being dumb? I just don't see what what could go wrong other than it escapes. And if it escapes, I mean, that's just a bloody good. That's podcast fodder, right there. I we'll mean, re- we'll revisit this at the end of the next semester and see where they are. But I've got previous with this. Do you remember I had a tenant move in, um, and they had a lizard, and I called her. I can't. What do I call her? Like Lady. Oh, what was her name? Gaga. No, this was like this was 2020, and I ended up putting it was all on the social media. It was all on Property Jam Instagram. Oh, yeah, Lizard, and it was so cute. And I called her um, Lizzie. It wasn't Lizzie, but it was something like that. Yeah, she was cute. It was it began with an L. Um, yeah, Larry. Uh, it was a girl. I called her a girl. But yeah, Harry told me about the, this lizard, my letting agent. And he said, "Oh, um, we we didn't. Did you know you had?" tenant have one of these and I was like yeah but it's again I've said yes so this is not example of saying no I've said a provisional yes I need to know what the animal is partly because I want to report back and use it on the podcast yeah last time we were asked about an animal we said no what was it um so it was, oh, it was an HMO wasn't it? it was a dog uh no it wasn't it wasn't the HMO the dog in the HMO it was the flat below an HMO Oh. which we said yes to the dog and the whole flat needs to be renovated oh, and yeah. a lot a lot of the reasons were because of the dog and the flood um so i just recommend that um if you have flats don't put dogs or floods in them together okay that's just this is a recipe for, for dogs can what's the problem but when, when we were re-letting it there was this really nice um really nice couple two girls and um i was quite up for renting to them and they said we've got uh was it three cats three cats yeah Ooh, three okay. cats in a basement flat with um, no cat flap 
no cat flapper. I was oh indoor cats yeah okay yeah indoor cats where the only way out would have been through a light well which is quite tall yeah um yeah so so we said no um but then we got someone else who paid 25 pounds one month anyway so yeah oh that's right yeah i remember this yeah how's he doing is he still paying no i don't know it's going to your account not mine that's true actually <laughs> i think i noticed that he wasn't paying well someone, someone would have told me somebody someone would have alerted that. you to the evidence yeah, yeah. yeah i tell you what i should have said no to is putting on this outfit so you're lucky this is an audio platform because i look like someone just vomited patterns on me i've got like well, a- it- it's, it's not as if someone told you to put it on to be fair well to be no in our defense we we in uh, our defense <laughs> how many how many of you are there listen i've got my me and my cats out here but also if i'm thinking on the ship you're coming down with me we come as a trio all right <laughs> so in our defense this was a very last minute studio-ish recording because um yeah, we've got a lot of commitments coming up. So we've, we've, we've done a lot of sort of early recordings. And this is what we're like nine o'clock at night or whatever we are. You know, this is a, a girl's going to shove on what a girl's going to shove on. And quite frankly, it's uh, it's atrocious. So, yeah. Well, with that in mind, I think we should just shove off. <laughs> you probably should think we're done, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I say, I say no to rambling on anymore. I back you. I back you. Yeah, let's, keep, just... our, let's keep our listeners in suspense for the next episode. Um, I'll tell you what the caged animal is. Too much time. I'll know what the caged animal is by that point, hopefully. So oh, I'll, yeah, that's a cliffhanger and a half, isn't it? I mean, everyone's going to want to hear what that is. So, just, on that just, note, what will the caged animal be? Uh, should we just hedge our bets quickly? I think it's going to be a lizard. Well, I'm going for an eagle. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm betting on Joe so far. Um, I think if it's in a cage, I. You put birds in cages. Oh, maybe, no. maybe yeah, that's right. Maybe I was I'm obviously exaggerating with the yeah, eagle. eagle. You want a parrot, Niall? I'll go for a parrot then. Yeah, go for a little okay. parrot. Oh, a bird would be a tricky one because they're sh- little shitty shitters, aren't they? They they fly. If they let them out of the cage and they shit all over the house, then yeah, yeah. So yeah, again, that's what deposits are for. Do you know what? Let your parrot Most fly. Bits. Let your parrot fly, let it shit everywhere, but you'll never see a deposit again. Unless they clean it up really well. Yeah, bird shit's quite easy to clean. So, yeah, that'd be fine. Unless you leave it on the car too long. What does Um, eagle shit look like? I would imagine that's quite severe. So my my cage animal, I'm I'm just going to go with with a hamster. Hamster or a rat, some kind of... um, Vermin-y kind of... Vermin thing. So basically, we've we've, we've hedged all of our bets here. So so Joe, you're going for reptiles. Yeah. Uh, 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 Niall's covering all the birds and I'm covering all the mammals. Perfect. Okay, well, I'll I'll keep you posted. I hope they get something now. I I hope they don't back out. I'm, I'm committed to this so yeah okay well well i think yeah as, as we say let's uh, wrap it up there say so, thank you for listening listeners who are out there we forgot we, we talk to people don't we bye listen yeah goodbye it's goodbye for me it's a goodbye for me property jammers and it's a goodbye for me too jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more 
on Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at propertyjampodcast at outlook.com. See, See you on, on the next, next episode. episode.